Business of Farming podcast is presented to you by Kath Jenkins from RM Consulting and Beck Casey from Nature of Business Consulting. It is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So please consider getting individual advice from either Beck or Kath or from the licensed and trusted professional before acting on any information. Good morning, Kath, and welcome to another episode of Business of Farming podcast. Hey, Beck, how's it going? Very good today, Kath. How are you? Yeah, I'm going well. I'm excited again about this topic. It should well, so be, am I. Yeah, it should be a good um, session for people to listen to. Some people might have already been through the process before, so um, good, good to refresh as well. But it could be a handy one to have a pen and pen and paper handy too, or or write some notes in your phone as you're listening for this one. Yes, so we're actually talking about all the information that we need to go to the banks to borrow money. Yes, that's good. So, and um, I've got a little bit of a tune here that I want to play, play, um, which some of you might have going through your minds when you when you decide to go to the bank. Are we ready? <laughs> we're ready, guys. <laughs> So there we go. Thanks for Lunch Money, Lewis, and his great song, Bills. And, yes, we've all got bills we've got to pay and mouths we've got to feed and we've got to work, work, work every day. You are nailing these musical (laughs) tunes at the minute, aren't you, Kat? I know. know. Hopefully we can um, get get some um, credit to those guys for their great tunes. But, yeah, it's that's the thing that's happening. Sometimes we just need a bit of a hand to get ahead and let's face it, there's lots of lots of things that we can't buy in this world unless we unless we go and borrow money from from someone, um, whether that's family, friends, um, or what have you, for smaller amounts, we've all done that before. But yeah, certainly once things start getting transactions start getting a bit bigger, then that's when the banks step in. And and as we talked about last, last episode, week. yeah, there's a lot of things from the bank's perspective that they need to think about before they go into business with us and partner with us and help us out with what we're looking for. So. Yeah, today's session is all about what sort of documentation and what you need to do, what some ideas on things that you can prepare um, that the banks either might ask for or things that you might want to volunteer to give them that can can help make their life easier as well as, um, yeah, show that you're as prepared as you can be for the upcoming lending. That's exactly right, Kath. And in my experience, I've found that the more information and the more prepared I am and the more I'm willing to give, the easier the whole process actually goes as well. Yeah, that's right. And it's not just about, like we said, not just about what information the bank wants and what they need to be able to um, you know, go through the process and approve the transaction and then make the transaction happen. But it's also about all the other things that you want to do yourselves to make sure that borrowing this money is the right thing for yes. you, uh, not just for the bank, but, or, yeah, for you. So, yeah, the more the more info that you can put forward and show them, um, the better. Yeah. So last week we spoke about the banks 
and how they have a lot of historical data and everything that they they then analyse when they get our loan application as such. So I always think that's a really good starting point for us as well. If we actually start with our own historical data to see whether we can afford it, to see what has actually happened within our own business over the last five plus years, it gives us a really good insight. Insight. <laughs> it does. And I think too, obviously, you know, there's a couple of different approaches to this because if we've if we've got some strong banking history with the particular institution that we're going to apply for the loan with, they'll have a lot of our historical data already. So that's something that that they won't necessarily ask for. But if it's a new bank or a different bank or maybe you're starting out, it's your first loan then there might be some information, some historical information they don't already have. So it's important to, yeah, make that um, distinguished distinguish between the two here because certainly if you're going to a different bank, a new bank, there's a whole lot of stuff that you'll have to churn out, uh, historical information, financial statements, um, production data, all sorts of things that, that that bank won't necessarily have already. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then you always have to look at your actual current position as well, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And I think we all sort of take our current position for granted a little bit because we know what it is, a lot of us. You know, we've got that data here handy, you know, how many cows have you got? How many acres do you have? What crops are you putting in this year? What crops have you got in now? We've also, we've got a lot of that info, whether it's in our head or written down somewhere. So certainly the current situation, current position is you know, it's not it's not as exciting certainly as the future outlook, but it's really important to have some of that info there too. So that might be, include things like current assets, current liabilities, yep. your personal assets as well, personal liabilities, things that won't necessarily be linked to your business. It's important to have some of that info ready as well. And the banks will certainly ask for that. Um, yeah, and I think super funds is one that actually gets overlooked in this as well. Yeah, A lot definitely. of people don't include their super fund totals and that's no. really important. Yeah. So the bank, um, you know, the bank may well have a, a pro forma for you to fill in, like a, a sheet or something that they want you to fill in that will include a lot of the things that you need to think about with your current position. They might also ask you about your current commitments as well. So what sort of things have you got going on in your personal life or your business life um, that you're committed to already that might have a financial cost to it? So whether that's memberships or not just living costs but other bigger things like if you've got school fees that you're paying yeah. or you might be supporting a family member, you might have someone living with you that's um, that, you, that you're supporting. So other costs uh like that that they just need to take into account as part of the proposal as well really absolutely yeah and then you touched on it before with um your list of current liabilities and assets and stuff if you are staying with the same bank that you have built that relationship with over time then they're going to have all that but if you are going to a new bank you're going to have to make sure that you do have all your financial documents for the last few years included yeah that's right and you might you know it could be say the time of the year, it could be October, for example. So you might not actually have your most current financial uh, statements ready. So good idea to get them because uh, once the new year flips over, chances are the bank will have that as a requirement that they need your most up-to-date financial statements, which will include, you know, your end of June 
financial um, position. Yeah. But, you know, things can change in three months, as we all know. You know, like you could have heaps of stock on hand uh, at the end of June. You could have heaps of grain in the silos. You might have to have a lot of hay or something like that. In three months' time, you could have sold a lot of that and your financial position can really change. So it's important to be as up-to-date as we can. Yeah, uh, so there's absolutely. no surprises for you or for the bank as well. And then we move into why we're going to the bank. So the future, why we want the money, what are we doing with it yeah. and how are we going to pay it back? Yeah, that's right. And I think you sort of touched on it before, Beck. like we looked at the past we're looking at the current, but you know, where are we heading? Where are mm. we going? What are we doing here? Why are we? Why have we got a farm? So, uh, even just a bit of a bigger picture, a bit, a bit of a longer term vision about what's what's the plan here? What's the big picture? And uh, I know you're a big big fan, Beck, of of having business plans. I oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not just, you know, here's a bit of a cash flow forecast or here's where I want to be in three or four years, which is really great to have. Um, But, yeah, obviously a little bit more at a strategic level as well, which can be bloody handy for the the banks to be able to see that and help them understand what your longer-term visions are and, and what's sort of making up those plans. That's exactly right. I'm a big fan of the whole actionable practical steps along the way of the business plan. There's no point having this fan-dangled document there that is all nice and shiny if you don't actually have ways to implement it and measure it along the way. Yeah, that's right. And really, I mean, uh, and a detailed business plan can cover up a lot of information oh, yeah. that you can literally just hand to the bank and it's going to be a lot of info in there. Things about well, the history about how you got there, the people yeah. that are involved in the business, yes. so the key the key people and their skills and their attributes and what they bring to the business, um, even down to the education or off-farm experiences that, you know, some of the managers might have or the owners might have. That all just helps add weight to the whole story that you're telling. Um, and-, and another one in that one that I think – a lot of people miss is also you mentioned um, the team of the business but the network of the business as well because within ag we all have incredible networks we all have the agro that we ring we all have the vets that we ring and that they actually they're an asset to our business so it's really important to actually include them in too yeah, sometimes we call them a trusted advisor, but yep. I think that sounds a bit um, dodgy because, or not dodgy, but there are trusted advisors. But sometimes also too, like you could have a really good relationship with someone in another region yeah. that you connect with regularly. You might be part of a discussion group where you sit down, you know, once a quarter and you really bounce ideas off each other. You might have done a leadership program three years ago and you're still connecting with those people to run ideas by them. So, yeah, putting some of that stuff in there I think really helps make a difference. Not make, And it reminds yourself as well. Um, yeah. We probably need to do a whole podcast section on developing a business plan, Beck. so make a note of that. Okay. But, but I think you'll find a lot of the questions that the bank's um, the bank manager will ask will be things that are found in in a detailed business plan, you know, because yes. um, also in your business plan you might want to put in, you know, what are your top risks, what are the top risks to risk to management, yeah. yes, what analysis will cover all that off. They go hand in hand with each other. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it also provides evidence, which is really important when yeah. you're going to the bank, really important. Yeah. So you're going to have a bit of evidence when you build a business plan, but just thinking about a loan application, what sort of evidence would you put together, Beck? Okay, so when it comes to actually buying land, yeah. uh, the kind of evidence that I would put together is um, historical data of land value within the region that I want to buy. Also, if it was a, uh, well, it's an ag um, enterprise, I'll use dairy, um, rainfall, rainfall in that area. Other things I'd put in is if I could get my hands on the soil tests of the property that I'd like to purchase because there's amazing technology out there now and I was actually looking at some yesterday where satellites are actually giving us soil compositions Mm. so you can easily access that kind of data so you, you will be able to know whether you can farm and what you can grow and how you can achieve what you want to achieve simply by gathering all that information as evidence but the research the background research that is involved yeah and a lot of that research you would think you would do or you probably should do yourself before you uh, yeah so and other things you might think about too are you know um government changes or road changes that might be coming in the area you know are there any are there any major um, planning changes going on you know what's the planning zone are there any sensitive areas near the farm uh you know is there the a overlays yeah the overlays the bushfire overlays and yep. waterways and all that kind of stuff yep. erosion everything yeah. Um, and then even a little bit of research about the neighbours, you know, what are the neighbours doing? You know, I know there's people that drive up the driveway of the neighbouring property and they'll ask people about, tell me a little bit about the farm next door. I'm thinking about buying it. What do you know about it? Um, well, that's really interesting, Kath, because when we actually brought our other farm, we, we when we drove past, our next door neighbour grows grass. <laughs> and the first thing Glenn says is we're fine. If yeah. your next door neighbour can grow grass, we can grow grass. So but it is. Good, yeah, and another good one, um, which we've had too experience with, is about, you know, what's the water like on this place? Um, yeah. You know, if you've got town water coming through, what's the pressure like? We're on a party line here where we are and the, the pressure drops over summer. So, yeah, we wanted to know what's yeah. it like, um, found out a little bit about that. So they're all things that can, you know, add to your risk profile, I suppose. Oh, you know, absolutely. maybe it's a little bit of a question that you'd answer for yourself about, you know, are we going to be able to grow grass here or are we going to have water in the summer? Yes or no, whatever. And then let's put something in place. So you can go to the bank and say, well, we've actually found out that uh, the grass species on there aren't that flash. Um, yeah. That's okay because we've looked over the fence. It's got potential. And this is what we're going to do to, to fix it up. Exactly right. Yeah. And within all this information, you, you just... I don't know what the right word is here, but the more information you have, the better the decision-making ability is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you might even find yourself, you go through all this planning process and gathering all the data and doing all the research and you might actually find, well, yeah, actually this property is not really the ideal one. And that other one that we looked at the other week is actually better. Or let's sit on our hands for, you know, another 10 months and see, see what else comes up. That's exactly right. Certainly a really big part of that is that planning, you know, that overall, that research, that sort of higher level stuff, I suppose, if you like, 
um, about why you're going for that property and what's good about it or yeah. or whatever it is. But then I suppose then we the next the next level is, you know, looking to the future. What are we going to do with the land? How are we going to service the loans? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then we need to have start getting really down to tin tax there, building budgets and cash flows um, and, you know, do some sensitivity analysis. What if things go wrong? Yeah. Um, What's know, the what bottom they- line at the end of the day? Yeah, that's right. And what other funds are we going to need to set all this up? Like where are we going to get the money from to put the new grass in the ground? Yeah fix the water pipes, whatever. So, yeah, need to be really honest with ourselves there too about about that when we're budgeting. Oh, absolutely. Cash flows. Yeah, yeah, there's no point in going off and buying the roughest block that you can find and then leaving it as the roughest block in the um, neighbourhood, is there? Yeah, or sort of It's going to be extremely on. hard to service the loan. Yeah, that's right. And if it does need, you know, if it's going to need renovating so that it can get up to the level that you need to service the loan... Um, you know, be upfront and honest about that. Where's that money going to come from? Um, yeah. Yeah, how are, you, how are you going to do that? And who's going to do the work? And are you going to have time to do all the work? All those things that, you know, the banks might come across as a bit of a sceptic. They might sort of throw a few uh, red herrings at you, but that's why they're just testing all of your evidence and testing exactly. all the stuff, if you like. Which yeah, is- like we spoke about, the bank does have their own risk management that they have to adhere to, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you don't want any surprises either yourself. You know, you've signed on the dotted line, the the money's gone out the door, you've paid for it, you've suddenly got a big negative balance on your loan sheet. Um, that's okay. That's great because you've got an asset there for it. But be prepared. You'd, I mean, you don't want surprises. The bank doesn't want surprises. They don't want this thing to go kaput. No. Any more than you do. So. No, we spoke about that last week. They actually want you to succeed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. They want you to do really well and then buy another farm. Exactly right. <laughs> That's what they want you to do. So um, let's make sure that you can be as prepared as possible for for that transaction for yourself, but also so that you can bring along a partner like a bank that can actually help you so that, you know, two parties are happy at the end. Yeah. That process. And with all this too, you've got to remember that if you're sitting down, especially with a new bank and you present like, for me, I remember my first my first purchase of the other farm, my actual information to the bank was 57 pages. It was in a boulder binder. It had all the previous financial statements. It had all previous historical data. It had business plans. It had evidence of everything that we were doing. But it set up the relationship with my bank manager perfectly. Mm. Like every time the bank... Yeah, every time the bank manager rings and my phone goes off, I'm like, oh, it's only such and such. There's not that dreaded, oh, no, what do they want now kind of yeah. feeling. Where And I think banks get a really bad name in that respect as well. They yeah. don't always ring in with bad news. No, that's right. And I think the more info, the more upfront, the more honest you can be about the good things and the bad things and the risks and how you're going to mitigate them. Yeah. The more upfront you can be at the front, exact at the start, uh, the better. Um, Mm -hmm. There's nothing you're hiding. Um, They won't be hiding anything from you either. Especially, yeah. yeah, If you if you put everything on the table at the start, uh, you know, and if they ask you for more info, that's fine. You know, have a chat about what they need it for. If you need a bit more justification for it, ask questions, uh, give yourself a bit of a timeline and get back to them. 
And I think that's another one too. A lot of people only go through this like large borrowing process once or twice in their lifetime. Yeah. And it does seem like a lot. It does seem like the banks ask a lot and people get deterred by that. But like we spoke about last week, they do need all this information to make sure you are going to succeed. Yeah, that's right. It's a so big don't get, of money. Yeah, yeah, don't get frustrated if they do come back with you and say, oh, can you just give me this or can you just explain this a little bit more? Mm. Because it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and you know, in situations, you know, there might be things that they've forgotten to ask you. Exactly. It's not everyone's human. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it's better that they ask questions and you give them the answers and they're more certain about the transaction than them umming and ahhing and going, what about this and what about that? Um, yeah, really encourage to is to make sure that you actually do sit down and have a conversation with them, get to know them a little bit as well, yeah. find out what they're looking for. If you're not yeah. even sure yourself at the start, um, even though we've been through this a long list of things now, but ask them what do they need. You know, if you yeah. think about buying a property in two or three years' time, ask them now. What sort of info are you going to need? What things can I start getting together? What evidence do you need? Yeah. Um, and if there's an issue with you being able to service the loan, uh, if they're not sure whether you're going to be able to service the loan, then ask them what do I need to achieve in the next two or three years for exactly. you to be comfortable lending me some money. That's exactly right. And you did touch on it in our last episode as well. If you are thinking about it, forward planning, business plans, this is all good. This is all my kind of my yeah. kind of jargon. Actually get to know the products from each bank. Yeah. Because that's giving you enough time to see what's gonna fit best with your business. Yeah. There's some amazing, you know, like with everything, even with farming, the technology, the advancements, the changes. Mm. Everything's about helping, you know, trying to make business easier to run and yes. more efficient. And it's the same with banking products. I mean, we've seen the emergence of internet banking. We talked about that in our episode with with apps. Apps, yes. Um, you know, internet banking has changed. So, you know, when you're thinking about what you're looking for in a product, ask about all those things too. Oh, um, gotcha. You know, there's overdrafts. I mean, we can go right into it. There's loans, there's short-term yeah, loans, let's fixed not. loans. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> there's lines of credit, rah, rah, rah. It's like a coffee. It's like going to order a coffee. Yeah. You're going to have a cappuccino, a latte, a flat wine. Yeah, and then you go into the different sorts of milks. Let's not. Yeah, yeah let's not. <laughs> We'd need a banker from each major institution. Yeah, that's right. No, no you're spot on. Um, anyway, yeah, so I think sort of just on reflection, you know, we've got to think about what the bank's looking for. I mean, the number one thing you really probably want to have at the front of the conversation is what do you want to borrow the money for and why and how are you going to pay it back? Yeah. There's sort of really basic questions that they're going to want to know. Yeah. Um, and that you want to know yourself <laughs> before you start <laughs> looking. So you yeah. don't look in real estate windows um, and go, yeah, gee, I'd really like that farm. Okay, so how are you going to pay for it and how are you going to pay the money back? Yeah, exactly right. Does it, does it fit in with your grand plan? Those three yeah. things. And then start, yeah, putting the documentation together. If you've got a little bit of an appetite from the bank, if they're like, yeah, let's check this out, let's have a look. Um, then start bringing that past evidence, you know, the historical yep. data. What have you done? All your in the research, yeah, your current position, your financials. Yeah, exactly right. You know, what do you own now? What are your commitments right now? What have you got on hand? 
blah, yeah. blah, blah, all that sort of who's in your team. And then, and then that future about, okay, from day one, you know, how's this going to look? What's the first 12 months? What's the 12 month cash flow? What's the year in, year out cash flow? That's the other thing. You might have a bit of a development phase that you go through for the first three years before you're able to get up to full capacity. capacity. Yeah, absolutely. So show that, show that. Yeah, exactly. The more, the more evidence that you have, um, the more understanding the bank will be because they'll be on the same page as you. Yeah, definitely. You're taking them as, on a journey. You're becoming business partners. Yeah. So, yeah, so past, current situation and then future, how are you going to pay it back as well as remembering about a business plan, you know, whether that's a standalone document, something that you might even put together if it's something you haven't done before. Highly recommend that you put, put that together or keep it updated. And then a bit of research about the property, about the industry, about the soil type, you know, yep. all those all those ins and outs as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you'd be pretty, you'd be pretty well set up, I think, and then be open-minded and be prepared to, to um, give them more info if they ask for it. Yeah, give a little bit more. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with giving too much information, especially when you're trying to build a really good relationship with the bank. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, all so right, Kat. That's well, been a, that's been a great chat. It has, and I hope you join me again in a fortnight when we're going to dive into developing a business plan. Okay, great. I will have to think of a song for that. But in the meantime, um, great chatting with you again. And I'm just going to send us off with a little bit more of this fantastic song from um, Lunch Money Lewis. And um, see you next, not see you, hear you next time. <laughs> thanks, Kath. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Cut, Bill. All these Bill Pond, they look like a mouse.